I'm Dwayne Brummett, he's Ali Albarigo, and this is the School Owner Talk Podcast. Hello and uh, Happy New Year. Hey, Allie, how are you, sir? Good. Hey, overall, everything is great other than, you know, I guess part of our topic today, you know, all the fear mongering and the craziness that's going on. And, uh, you know, I'm just that's a little daunting and crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, everybody, welcome to 2022 and uh, the School Owner Talk podcast. And uh, first off, before we get into our topic of uh, what we're going to talk about with regards to the COVID craziness, uh, that is still plaguing us, right? Yeah. Um, how was your How was your time off? Oh, dude, it's I have not been into the dojo yet. So, um, so it's today's Tuesday. So I left on Christmas Eve was my day off. Okay. Um, no, the day before Christmas Eve is my normal day off. So I've been off before the day before the twenty third through today. So I'm going back into the dojo tonight for the first time on, uh, just happened that I had an appointment on Monday and I didn't realize it was Monday. So I couldn't make it in the class on Monday and then Tuesday is my day off. So yeah, so it's been, it's been great. I watched, as you could probably see, if you follow me on Facebook, tons of TV shows and movies, watched the whole entire binge watch Cobra Kai. Have you seen it? I, I, no, I, I have not seen it. Have you seen it at all? Like not since the beginning, never watched it at all. No, oh, I mean, well, no, no, no. I watched like the first three episodes, and that was about it. Really, you don't watch TV a lot or movies and things. No, or- I, I, I just uh, the problem was it, it was um, okay. Problem was twofold. One, I didn't like that they made the good guy the bad guy, the bad guy the good guy. Right. right? And I know that this season is different. I understand that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then two, I just, I some of the language I just I, I couldn't get past. Um, yeah. And it's not that. It's not that I'm better than anybody else because I've used the language before as well, but I'm yeah. just, I, yeah, I, I, if I don't have to, you know what I'm saying? If I don't have to be no, around. I, hear you. I, I think there is, there's definitely more language than a typical regular show would have, but I think on overall, um, not as bad as most shows that are out now. Like for example, I, I watched some shows that were on normal TV that switched to like Paramount and you could tell like it went from, minor curses to like major curses, minor sex scenes to me. Like they almost like now we have the liberty to go all in, you know? And, and I get, I get turned off on all that too, dude. I was, I, I, I made a post on Facebook the other day. I'm like, can't we just watch a show like they used to have years ago where it was for the entire family and, and like even the commercials in between the shows, sometimes the show's clean, but the commercials are bad. So it's like, it's hard. You got to monitor everything. And I always remembered having my finger continuously on the fast forward right. when I was watching TV with my daughter, but I will tell you this and, and all the Cobra Kai fans will tell you this, watch the series because that's the appeal with um, Johnny and, and Ralph Macchio Daniels character that, there's a little good in both of them and, and our perception of the original karate kid movie where, you know, crease was a bad person and, and, uh, you know, Johnny Lawrence was a, you know, the spitting image of him and it goes into the backstory and how they were manipulated and why they act the way they do and, um, and how they're trying to change their ways as adults. So you would really like it because I honestly identify more with Johnny than I do with Ralph Macchio at times. Because he's this soft, fluffy, be passive, be friendly, be loving, always. Like, and even as they're getting punched in the face, no, don't fight back. And and Johnny's like, just punch him right in the face, you know. Like, just you got to fight back. You can't be abused, you know. So it was pretty awesome. So I I did a lot of TV watching, spending time with the family, chilling out, and just chill, you know, relaxing. Yeah, we did uh, a big remodel at the studio. I know. I, I saw some of the pictures. I can't wait to see it. That's well. Well, I, I'm going to pop this video in uh, and, and play it, if you don't mind. Please, I want to see. Definitely do it. Okay, all right. Let me uh, make this the solo, and I'll hit start here. All right, not sure if you can see me, but uh, well, it's kind of getting snowy out here. But uh, per your request, some of you wanted to see the, uh, uh, the studio remodeled. So let's walk in. 
obviously the foyer here, the vestibule. Alrighty, it's kind of dark in here. Let me turn the light on. But here we are. The new floor, much bigger room. office. Now where the chairs are here, we're going to be building um, new benches. So we've already had these other benches and then we're going to put three other benches there. Um, we've got obviously the cubby holes, the women's restroom. The lights should turn on. There we go. Just a, it's a bathroom, you know. And then around the corner, they can punch in to class with uh, the Spark app and also the uh, men's restroom as well. Lights should turn on. So, and we set these uh, doors up so that they will just close. Uh, they don't close all the way, but at least they swing close. Um, and the same thing with the, uh, the girls' bathroom. So, you know, it'll just, uh, it'll swing close. So, but yeah, that's it. Not much to show. We still trying to actually find spots to put stuff since <laughs> since we're getting rid of the back room and uh, we got a bunch of different storage spots that we got rid of so but yeah that's the that's the studio uh, we actually gained about 11 square or 1100 square foot almost 1100 square foot uh, on the floor because the floor used to the uh, actually where that wall is kind of this used to be walled off um, but maybe I'll throw the other video up that uh kind of shows what the studio looked like prior here all right all right um i mean you you kind of get the you kind of get yeah, the so here. so what happened to your office is that gone yes and then the la the area where you would do your meetings all that's open now all that's open yeah wow so the front desk is the only desk that's where you do all your sales meetings talks signups etc right in front yeah, and the majority of that is done. I would say fifty percent of it is done online, anyways, just because yeah. of Spark. So you know, we're we're putting that out there, and they just go on the shopping cart and 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 uh, enroll. Yeah, that's great. I was actually just talking to one of my clients about that, uh, how you do that, and I said that maybe I'll uh, have them reach out to you and ask you a few questions on how you're doing that, all almost totally automated. But that's great. So, so I made a post in uh, in our page, which was a martial arts school owner talk about you know how I did. I added sliding glass doors to my training floor, and I'm always doing renovations. Right, I was working on the garden. I built one of those Chinese flower plum obstacle courses where the post stick out of the ground outside. And, um, and then we did some other renovations in the interior. So that like kind of got a lot of people say, well, here's my studio. And there's some amazingly gorgeous studios. Like 20 years ago, studios were like crap, like a lot of them, you know, like pictures on the wall, all, all uneven, you know, dirt everywhere. You know, it was just looked like a garage with places to train, you know, right. with seats, you know, but now like, like your studio is super beautiful and professional and clean. And I mean, it's amazing at where the martial arts has gone. You know, it really is the level of professionalism and so on. Well, and I don't have the retail up yet. I don't have, there's a ton of stuff that I just, we didn't have time to get all yeah. together, but it's getting there. Nah, dude, it looks beautiful. I, I was wondering, I'm like, where the heck is the office? Where's the, the, those rooms. And then I realized that you expanded the lobby out because you used to have, kind of like a little alcove area where they sat, right? And then there was a walk hallway and then you had all the other rooms and so on. Yeah. So that's cool, dude. Congratulations and thanks for sharing. I love that you're able to share the video so easily and seamlessly on the podcast too. Yeah, so and I, I, uh, I, I think like you had said in that a post, um, you know, over the break is, you know, we should always be doing a little something. So when they come back, it's, it's at least noticeable. Yeah, and I like one guy said, which I thought his comment was great. He says, I didn't do anything. And, but I'm always doing something. He says, my dojo is 15 years old, but it looks like I built it yesterday. If something gets scuffed, I repaint. If something gets dirty, we fix it. And, um, I think that we're creatures of kind of, uh, 
getting stuff done, being motivated and getting things done, but then letting them sit for a while before we redo them. And that's why every year I like to renovate, update, change my displays, you know, make sure everything looks beautiful because, you know, there is only one chance for a first impression, right? When someone walks through that door, if they, if the school smells, um, if it is unorganized, it's, if it's mess, that's what they think you are. So that you want to have yeah. your school reflect your mentality. Well, did you see on the bench there that ionizer? <clears throat> yeah. 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 So we put that out uh, at night and then we, we actually have it plugged into one of those uh, plugs. It's one of those Amazon uh, uh, plugs that it's hooked up to Alexa. Oh, okay. And then we're able to do the timer on it. Really? Yeah. So it, it, it so we plug it in at night and then it turns on at a certain time and then it turns off at a certain time. And wow. Yeah. That's cool. We have, um, it's funny. We have uh, my gymnastic lady who rents a room for me. She brought in one of those uh, Roomba vacuums. The only problem with it is it's always knocking stuff over. So if oh, like, really? I have a vase, I found like it rams into the vase and the vase falls and cracks. But the thing is like, it can't get used to our rooms because I'm constantly moving things around, but it, it cleans up in the middle of the night, which is fun. Sometimes we find it locked in a corner in the bathroom behind a door. It can't get out. You know, it's like still going, but it, it's pretty amazing at what we could do technology wise. Well, we have two of them. I don't, I don't know if you saw it on the floor. We have one on the training yep. floor and then we had another one. Uh, it's over at the end of the bench. I saw that. And uh, yeah, so those run at night and uh, they work really good. That's great though. I, and listen, that used to be us doing it before class, after class, right? Vacuuming. So like, if you're smart, you know, with a little bit of money invested, you could get some of these technologies that'll actually, you know, um, you know, change what you have to do. And it's interesting. So question, I know we wanted to talk about this because I, I'm dealing with it here. You're, you have a bad um, area for COVID in your town or whatever. Yeah, um, big time. We recently, pe people are afraid and, and we're, we're not wearing masks. We weren't wearing masks up until Monday, right? So I had a few people. I said, listen, we're coming back. We're back in action. Um, you know, please try to wear your mask. And one of the moms was, you're not making it mandatory. And I said, well, our mandates are different in Suffolk County than in Nassau County. And I'm really unsure. I have a call into the D Department of Health in Suffolk County, Suffolk County mayor, you know, and all these things. And no one's given me any straight answers. So I was kind of waiting it out to see. But then uh, the mom says, well, I'm taking my kid out. Like, just like that. Another lady said, well, with COVID, you know, we want to take a break. And I'm like, but we, you could do it on Zoom. My kid doesn't like Zoom. I said, you never done our Zoom classes. You don't know that yet, right? So she's going to try it, but she's leaning towards no. You know, I could see it in her attitude that she's going to go and quit. Um, our classes have been pretty slow for the last two days, you know, so um, that's scary as it sounds, you know, but it's after the holidays. It usually takes a little while to ramp back up after the holiday break, but uh, it's nerve wracking. Like I haven't been sleeping well. I'm having these crazy dreams. You know, I'm, I'm like out on the street begging for food, you know, like what my mind, how it works, you know, like what, if, what if you lose it all? And what if they mandate the shutdown and, you know, we back to, you know, where we were, I mean, it's scary. What, what are your thoughts? Well, yeah, it is. It's, uh, well, we, <laughs> we did what you told us not to do is we got rid of uh, virtual. Yeah, I know. So I like, I don't have that room anymore that I was running virtual in obviously, cause that yeah. the walls are down. Um, we, we are, we Friday nights, we do have virtual private lessons that are available. We're just using an iPad uh, and uh, uh, ear, you know, AirPods right. <clears throat> for that, that one instructor that'll be doing virtual private lessons all night. Uh, and that's it. So there are, few, we have two, excuse me, three people, three okay. people that are unwilling to come back. Okay. I'm not doing virtual classes for three people. Well, but here's the thing, Dwayne, let me throw something out there to you. Why are you making virtual so difficult? Um, I like, don't know why, that I, I, why don't you just pop up? three cameras in your room but i can't why uh because not everybody's working on the same thing yeah but that doesn't matter like what we do check it out i'll give you just an idea maybe it'll shift your perspective it'll change your paradigm entirely here <laughs> <laughs> your paradigm so before we when we were zoom only right 
We were literally focused on the entire population because they were in Zoom world, wherever they were. And we were like, hey, and you could run a class. Johnny, stop sitting on the couch and let go of your puppy, you know, and but you were focused on what, hey, good job. You're doing great. You know, we were there only 100% Zoom, like focused, right? Now, when we came back, we still, this entire time, we've had people and we have three students that live in Florida that do not train with us in person. They've only been Zoom, two husband and a wife. So the good news is they can do partner drills. And then we have another girl who just trains on her own in her garage. They were all old students back 20 years ago. So they're still training. And we have a handful of people every day come in and they do Zoom classes. Their mom can't get them to the class. They're late at work. Um, They're not feeling well. They have a runny nose and we're running Zoom classes. We basically turn on Zoom. We have three camera angles. Now Zoom has this extravagantly expensive setup where you could buy cameras that they flip from camera to camera on their own. We literally just put up three iPads. We got Kindles, little tiny cheap refurbished Kindles, 49 bucks. And we have a main camera on the front of the room. We have two cameras that we Velcro on the back of the iPad. We charge them up. We sign them in as if they were a member. It's a LI Ninjutsu Center camera one, camera two, and main camera. And we write Velcro them right to the wall. Boom, they're up. And then we run our classes like a normal class. We will run a drill. And if they're doing self-defense where it's partner drills and they don't have a partner at home, we'll say, here, this is what you're going to do. You're going to do the move without a partner. And then we run back and we literally teach a class. And I often turn to the camera forgetting that I haven't been focused on my home Zoom people. And they're sitting and they're watching and they're, they can switch from camera angle to camera angle to see what people are doing. And then they work out. And um, I'm not I'm not like assigning an instructor. Sometimes I'll be like, hey, Ryan, work with the Zoom people real quick. I'm going to do this. Or he'll say, hey, Shan, can you just give them the next five moves on there, whatever? And, and that's it. It's no real, like we haven't really made major changes and struggled with it to make it zoom appealing and it's working great. Is, uh, is it a distraction? Not really. Used to it. No, not at all. Sometimes for the little, little kids. Um, and by the way, here, here's some great benefits with zoom. So, um, now we do a test And the grandparents who live in Florida or Connecticut or upstate, they're able to sign in and watch their grandkids test. How are they getting the link? We we share it with them on Zoom. We have it on our Spark app where they could just click on to Spark and select it and it's password protected. Through Spark. uh, Yeah, okay. But but you're putting it inside your app so I could just download your app and then have... You could, you could, but how many people are downloading the app? And by the way, when we see them on the screen, if we don't recognize who they are, it's like telephone number, blah, 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 blah. We'll say, hey, who are you? Um, And that they'll open the camera up and say, oh, it's me. I'm sitting out in the car. And then we'll say, okay, if we don't recognize them, we won't let them in the room. Okay. But um, the question was, is it distracting? Very rarely is it distracting to the students that are there. So like kids that get distracted easily, we put them far away from our main camera um, where we're watching it on a monitor, right? That's what they get distracted by. But the camera systems don't distract them really at all. Well, that's what I mean. Uh, The monitor is that a distraction. Yeah, only to those kids that are, um, you know, the ones that have issues with focus anyway. So, so, uh, yeah, it hasn't been a problem. And by the way, Uh, it's a culture within our school. So I'm like, Hey, Mrs. Smith, if you want to sit in the lobby, you can, but if you feel like sitting out in the car, um, you just sign into zoom. So a lot of parents don't sit in the lobby, even now that they're allowed to, they're out in their car, they're walking with their strollers in the summer with their phone on their stroller. And they're walking their child through the neighborhood and watching their kids. It really has added a new dimension to, um, practicality and availability for, for the clients. And mom, mom is at work. She's a nurse. Dad's brought the kid or vice versa. Dad could sign in. Like I have some cops that are on the job in their squad car and they're signing in and watching their kids class. Okay, I'm confused on how you're getting a three camera angle. You're using a computer and some iPads? Yeah. Uh, so here's the thing. We don't use the computer for anything other than signing into Zoom and the initial main camera. Then we take two iPads and we sign them in as if a parent was signing in, except we're signing it in and the camera name is LI Ninjutsu Center's camera one and camera two, and they're on the wall. So the parents could scroll through the pictures and select which camera is the best one that they want to see. 
and they're on there. Everybody could see everyone on Zoom and you could literally scroll through the, if you wanted to watch another kid, you could, or you wanted to watch, you know, who a parent that was signed in, you could see them, but you would see the three cameras, our three main cameras, and they just scroll and select the best view for themselves. So the, so the other two cameras basically are um, really somebody watching. Correct. Zoom. Yeah, they're signed in as someone watching, but there are cameras. So people know that they have three choices. So for me, I, I didn't even think of this. Like I have to admit, I'm like, how am I going to do this? I'm, I'm researching software and splitters and switchers and changers. My guy, Ryan said, uh, why don't we just add in the iPads? And I'm like, that is genius. Like it, why, why didn't I, cause I'm thinking in so much detail. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, like I had a guy yesterday, I'm telling them like, you know, you got it. No, no, no. We want the quality of a camera. And I'm like, no, the iPad cameras are be they're amazing HD quality. So, I mean, and I have little Kindles and the camera is beautiful on those. So the quality is great. And by the way, it doesn't have to be like HD quality. People are just watching a class. If it's a little blurry or it's not perfect, it's not like they have to see detail, the, you know, the sweat on their nose and stuff like that. So it's been working great. So my suggestion to everybody is you probably should have this available and set up. Um, you know, if this stupid COVID thing isn't going to go away, which I don't think it will, because there's just so much going on that I think in 10 years, when we look back, we're going to be like, what a scam, you know, for many reasons, not, not COVID and it not being real because I have a, I have a niece, um, my wife's niece, she has had three vaccinations and has COVID. She has it now for the third time. Holy cow. She's had two, one bad case. Then she had COVID with COVID pneumonia. And now she has COVID light, which is like, you know, the, the, the variant, the Omicron, and she's still pretty sick. So this is a kid who's followed all the mandates, got all the vaccinations and they're still sick. So is it going to be around? Yes. I don't know when it'll go away. People are going to probably still wear masks for quite some time, still be leery and uncomfortable for quite some time. So if we could give them that ability to, zoom in every once in a while and do classes from home or if they're nervous go back to zoom for a month like if they claim that there's a, a you know a rampant upswing of covid they could stay home and train at home um and then come how, back how is uh your microphone picking up the the volume the main microphone which is a um a camera like the one i'm using right now is it like this is it a camera like this yep yeah, yeah, exactly okay yeah, it's it's definitely the same exact camera setup, and the microphone is amazing. In fact, I I told you I built a recording studio in my house, and um, I just bought a new mic. This is my new mic. I got the Shure mic, and it's on a stand, and I'm able to like use it for podcasts and recording. But the HD mic that we have on our cameras is so good. I was recording vocal tracks on the camera. It's just a higher pitched, tinnier, less bass camera. This new one that I have now that we're on now is such a deep quality, real sounding camera, but those cameras are perfect audio. And by the way, what are you going to hear? A teacher telling the commands, kids keying and yelping. So it's not like it has to be like, again, you know, HD quality audio as well, but people just need to hear it. Okay. So something, hey, something you, to think about. Yeah. And again, if you don't have it, having it and putting it in and not being zoom focused entirely is going to still be way better than where you're at right now. And people can't complain. Like if you went from super high quality and then you went to nothing uh, or less quality, people will complain, but now you have nothing right now. You haven't been offering it. So you could say, Hey, I'm going to offer this for those that need it, want it, or afraid of coming in or feel a little sniffle and they don't want it. And they don't want to get anyone else sick. We'll train at home then. Well, I mean, we have been offering it. That's the yeah. thing. Yeah. And they were getting a high quality because they were having one individual instructor. Well, yeah, that's a lot of work. I never did that other than when we were home and not doing any classes at all. Okay. Yeah, see. Yeah, that's where. Yeah, so if I were you, man, I'd just set it up. Boom. We put a computer on the floor with a monitor and we have one main camera on attached to the computer. Then the other two are just slapped on the wall with Velcro and they give us a good camera angle. It's amazing. So you basically have like a front and then two side views. Correct. Yeah. So if, if the kids in this, <laughs> I don't have a wall now on one side. Well, you could put it on, you could put it on an angle on one of those posts. I mean, okay. really, honestly, it's so easy. I, and to get good angles, you probably want to do that one, you know, corner to the other and so on. I got to go out and buy some iPads.
Che- go, buy refurbished. Go on, go on Amazon and buy Kindles. They're forty bucks. Have them sent. They were great. Really? Yeah. Cheap refurbished iPads, and they're not iPads. They're Kindles, but the camera quality is good. And so then, do you like log in at the beginning of the night? We log in once at three forty-five, and we run the cameras until we close. And the the class is the same link for everyone. So they sign into their class. We end the class. We we just let everyone exit. The next class, we start seeing requests to pop into the room. We let them all in. Boom. We start the class. They leave. The next class pops in. Boom. And that's it. Pretty simple. Okay. So yeah. basically, basically, everybody has the same link. Yeah. Same so link. There, there's not different links for different uh, class times. It's the same oh. link but it gets sent to them through spark. It's not even sent to them. It's, I don't do automatic text messaging to remind them of their class time. I oh, used really? to do that. All we do is have it on the app. Um, let me see if I could show it to you on the app. Let's see if it, if show on camera. Um, so let's see, Th- this is my spark app, right? And you see in my dashboard, um, it has all the different announcements and things like that. But here's my belt tie challenge, uniform dress code, you know, blah, 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 COVID probably a schedule. And there's my Zoom link. And I basically just, people click on, on the link and it opens it up and it says view now. And it goes right to Zoom. And it'll say, there you go. Okay. And it'll... It'll, you know, dial in Wi-Fi, no audio. And there it is. Like that's, it's hard to see. Yep. But, um, so that's all people do. It's right in the app. I think if I did that, I would, I would, uh, put it in the, in the curriculum section. So that way, um, only, only people that have, have, uh, that that's an active member could actually get into that. Yeah. And listen, we've been doing this for well over a year. I've had some funny situations where like a dad is watching in the car, forgot to shut his microphone off and fell asleep and was snoring so loud that I'm like, Mr. Mr. Smith, stop your hello, wake up, you know? And then I had to be like, that's it. We kicked him out of the room. He didn't realize that anyway, he was asleep. Um, I had a few moms like lean over to adjust cameras and they had no bra on and their shirts. And I had to like stop them right away. Like I caught that, but like, three cases in a year that I had to be a little careful. Other than that, total safety, no problem. My guys are really aware people's names. The parents know that they have to have their name of their kid. It's not like their, their kid's name is, you know, Rodriguez and their name is Smith. Uh, I, we're not letting in John Smith cause we don't know him. So they have to put their phone under that name when they sign in. I do like the zoom uh, option for uh, the testing. Um, I love it. I think that it's, again, it's taken away that situation where one parent can go, but the dad's at work or, you know, the mom is sick and the kids still can test and the people can watch. But it gives that opportunity to grandpa and grandma that are in another state to be able to see their grandkid. And it's just amazing. Okay. Right. So you think about the upside, the, you know, upstream upside potential. Um, we had some good comments. Let's see what people have to say. Um, two comments. Um, Ryan Blanchard, we just put the computer in the front of the class right now. Yeah, th- Ryan, that's exactly what I'm doing. Um, and that's the main camera. And I have it on this kind of flexible arm where you could bend it around and change it. And it's, it's movable. So like if I'm demonstrated technique and the people at home and they can't see me, I back up a little, I twist it a little and they can see exactly what I'm doing. Or I'll say, focus it on this pair. They're working together, you know, this kid and that kid, and they get to see them training. So they see the moves in action. Um, but, uh, yeah, the Kindles are great. And by the way, you could do four camera angles if you wanted front side, side and front, you could do three Kindles and one front, but you only need, you know, the two on the sides and that way no one is lost in the room at all. Okay. What, uh, what, what about, um, like, so usually we have four belt levels on the floor, like my beginner's class, there's four intermediate, there's four advanced, there's four. Well, you, 
you one is over in the corner working on you know if i have the white belts in the back room like the back well, of the room well, well you don't have a back room anymore the back of the room is what i right mean. yeah so then you have that camera that's closest to them that's the one they zoom in on okay Right. So the front camera gets the middle of the room. The right side gets the right side. The left side gets the left side and everything is covered. And by the way, if something is unclear, they could raise their hand. They could, you know, I go over. I always were a little more cognizant of teaching simultaneously the classroom and Zoom. But um, there are times where I get wrapped up in Zoom only and then I have my other guy run the class or I just get wrapped up in the class and I say, hey, everybody pay attention as best as you can at home. Um, yeah, listen, Zoom is never going to be like a live class, the energy, the feeling, the the intricacies. However, um, I believe you can get pretty damn good uh, with uh, with just training on Zoom, period. That's it. You know, I, I, I think that it's a possibility, you know, to do that. So with that being said, I, I think with that that's a portion of our conversation just was taken up on, on that, you know, like I think though that we should look at the upside and make sure that we're putting in, look, if you had a building and you'd had one door in and one door out, that would not be very good for fire safety. Right. So you have to have multiple exits. Right. So why are we not still, still have not where I get frustrated with martial artists because we're supposed to be about what if, what if someone throws a punch and then the kick, what if they throw a one, two punch and then go for a double leg takedown? We teach scenarios on all of that. Right. So why are we not prepping ourselves? That's why, like with these parents, I had a dad, I correct me if I, if I mentioned this already, but it was a family of three. And he called me the other day. He said, can we, um, can we put our membership on hold? And I said, why? And he said, you know, he's, he's being very nice. He's like, Shion, my wife, she's a pediatric oncologist and, and, and the COVID cases are through the roof. So I'm like, well, then why would you want to quit? He goes, well, we we're just nervous about coming in. I go for the entire time that we were in lockdown, you guys trained on zoom. And he's like, uh, yeah, I go, he goes, you still do that. I go every class you sign in and watch. Like you are out in your car watching your kids could still be doing zoom. He goes, okay, for the next month, that's what we're doing. We're not taking them out. I want them training. We're just nervous. Like we love what you do. Like, and then that was it conversation over. But so I sent out a message, Hey parents, don't forget it was classes are still being zoomed. And a lot of them are like, Oh my God, I forgot about that. So like, if we can't make it in that day, we could still use it if we're sick or, or we're nervous. Yeah. Zoom's available. So I'm praying to God that I don't lose a ton of people due to this whole, uh, the whole COVID, you know, fear mongering. So then you're, what's your youngest group? Two year olds. And are they on Zoom? No. Um, the two year olds, I don't think would be capable unless a parent was going to do the class. And we had that problem with all of our three and four year olds from two to four year olds anyway, during, during COVID shutdown. Um, so a lot of those parents just elected to pause or some of them would train with their kids, hold the pad and they would play, but it was a half hour class. So we were able to get through it pretty easily. Um, but we did lose a lot of them at that time, but they all came back. Nowadays, those are the least afraid parents. They're bringing their two-year-olds in. If now they have to wear masks, but some of them won't, they'll like take them off right away. Um, but, uh, the last few classes, we've had 12 and four, 14 kids in the two to four-year-old category, every single class. That's what it was the busiest class we had. Okay. Because I think they're less fearful. But So you're not doing uh, Zoom with them? Well, we do Zoom that class, but we don't have anyone coming on and doing uh, Zoom. Okay, okay. So like the parents are watching via Zoom. We have never stopped that. Every class is Zoomed. We open up, Zoom is on. Okay. So, so that, but their parents more so they're in the car with the other kids or they're walking the neighborhood in the nice weather or they're in the lobby and they sometimes they're watching on their phone and on our cameras because there are different cameras in our lobby than they're on the zoom. Okay. So pretty cool, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to talk with Mr. Bean about this. Thanks for yeah. taking this whole time to, to, no, and I hope that all the people, I know that Ryan Blanchard, he said, wow, I didn't think of the side ca cameras with just Kindles. And I know that we, we're, we're always thinking like, wow, we have to be more prepared, more detailed, better software, better. And, and I, like I said, I would have, I was thinking that way. 
I was going to buy a $4,000 setup, you know, a camera from the ceiling spinning and moving and changing on. Why don't we just sign in two more iPads? I'm like, dude, you just saved me thousands of dollars. I love you. And it's so good. It really is amazing. So where'd you get the Kindles from? I bought them on Amazon. Okay. Yeah. So, and I got, you know, you can buy the little ones, like the small ones, because um, it's the camera that matters in those, right? right? So you sign in and it's the camera that, and it's big and beautiful. Okay. Yeah. So, so anyway, that's cool. So yeah. So for the people who are worried, I think listen to my self-defense tip is be prepared, be as prepared as possible so that when people say to you, Hey, I want to put it on hold, have an answer for them, have a solution for them. They're not canceling because they don't like you. They're not canceling because they don't love your program. They're canceling because they're afraid that your program may get their kids sick or by them being around others, they may get sick. So if we could eliminate that, change that. And by the way, we're always, I swear to God, my guy, Ryan, and I'm sure your guys are this way too. He like, I make a joke. Like if you stand in the room too long and you're too slow after class, he'll spray you before the next class comes in. Like he, he immediately has a sprayer. We have a disinfectant. We spray the floors down and the bags down. And it's like a disinfectant after every class, all the weapons that people use, the kick pads that they hit. Um, he's constantly spraying. Like I would think that he was a, like a germaphobe, but he really is Kindle. Like he isn't a Kindle, but he's, um, he's conscious of, uh, you know, the, the visual impact it has on people and also him for his own sanity, you know, that to know that everything is safe. And we've right. hadn't had, we've had two cases where kids came in and they were COVID uh, exposed or positive so that we had to shut a class down for a week with those four or eight or 10 members, just that one group. Other than that, thank God we've been so safe and so, so lucky that we haven't had any real major exposure or anything. And I think that's because we take priority in each class. We have a 15 minute transition, um, you know, between the classes. We never took that out. Normally we're back to back to back to back, but we have two rooms. So they come in one room and they wait while we spray the room down and let it dry. Then we let the next class in. So there's always that, you know, few degrees of separation as well. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't have two rooms anymore. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you could maybe, you know, have everyone who's waiting on the side and have everyone who's leaving on that. You know, you know what I mean? Like just create that flow of safety. But again, I personally I'm not sure how much it really matters, you know, realistically, but at the same time, it's about visual perception. People want to feel safe. Right. Yeah. Right. So that's important to know. So anyway, I think I think that's cool. So so what do you so do? You just sidekicked me to to do virtual again is what you did. So yeah, I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> I I just hate when like like I have a forum that I started during COVID called the New York State Martial Arts School Owner Task Force. It's just for New York State school owners. And I just posted something on there four days ago, uh, who's back to wearing masks in their class. And I have a bunch of rights wing or conservative or, you know, I'm never going to wear a mask again. They could arrest me and drag me out in handcuffs. My people don't like it side. And then there's the other side where like, you know, it's the non-vaxxers that are killing the world. You know, people who aren't vaccinated, you're the problem. You know, it's like, it's weird how the media has turned the general population against oh my each gosh, other. Yes. They've literally taken, and, and I wish it would help in a way because there's so many segregated populations of prejudice, like black, white, Chinese, this, that, the other, and non-vaccinated now. They've literally added a whole new demographic of people that are going to be against another group of people. And it's like the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated. Um, I find that to be so odd. But I, when I posted this post, I didn't get like, hey, I'm not wearing masks. I am wearing masks. I got like people who are on their high horse going, well, if you're not a mask wearer, you're the one who's the problem and you're hurting the world and you're destroying. I'm like, dude, this is not a political forum. I've deleted their post. I'm like, I just wanted to know whether you were or you weren't. I don't need to know your personal philosophy and your, your beliefs. I don't want this to be a political debate. I just want school owners to be able to say, hey, well, oh, that guy's not wearing. I am. This guy isn't. They are. You know, just so everyone kind of has a little consensus of what's going on in our area. Right. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, because uh, people make educated chances at uh, decisions. I helped a lot of people through COVID where people weren't sure when can you open? What are the rules? Do you wear masks? Are you allowed to have six foot distancing? How do you meet expectations of the inspectors? The entire time I kicked my butt on trying to find and I'd find the CDC stuff and I'd circle the rules and I'd put it up for people to see. Um, and I, you know, that's what I continue to do in our area to try to help people. So, um, but everyone wants to turn it political. They're always an agenda. They want to fight and they want to be against you or for you and join with you or join against you. It's just the craziest thing ever. Yeah, no, it is. It is. Um, I, I, I'm thankful that the Omicron is uh, less potent with regards to the power. Right. Um, but man, it's just our area is plagued. And you had COVID, right? I had COVID back in, in April. Yeah. See, I've been lucky. I've been so lucky. Thank God I have not had it. Um, I've been exposed like eight times to people who have had it. My wife being one. Um, my daughter just recently, Kiara, and her mom both had COVID. Um, her mom got um, the antibody infusion and was better in like two days. My daughter didn't get anything. She was better in three days. And, and when I say better, no symptoms, but they still quarantine. Sure. Um, but uh you know, I've been lucky. So I, I pray that I don't get it. Maybe I have this crazy immune system or maybe I've just been super lucky, but um, I have a few people that I know have been triple vaxxed and they're still sick. One of my student, Greg, he's like out right now. He says it's the worst he's ever been in his life. Sick body aches and pain and loss of smell and taste. And so who knows what the hell's going on? It's real. It's definitely out oh, there. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. My, my, my daughter has it. She just tested positive today. So that sucks. I, I just hate to hear that. And, and, and I know of a lady who's a nurse in my school. She told me that two of the people that were head management in the hospital that fired her, they had to because she wouldn't get vaccinated, are triple vax, two vaxes, and the booster and got COVID and died. Yeah. So you there's wonder, two, like. There's two members of, of my, my church that uh, uh, just died in the last uh, two weeks. It's insane. And then there are people that get it and they're like, I had it. I didn't even know. Like, and, and you know, then I took a test and, and I was COVID positive, but I feel better already. Like, you know, like, so it depends on, I guess, each individual's immunity and so on. So I'm not an expert. I just am very confused. I wish we'd have one body of government that told the truth or told the, you know, the both sides of the story. Cause you just don't know who to believe Joe Rogan or, or, you know, Dr. Fauci, you know, like it's crazy. I thought you were going to say Joe Rogan or Joe Biden. Yeah, right. It's it's so funny, though, but it's crazy. But anyway, so let me ask you this. What are you doing for we only have 15 minutes left? Um, I I did a campaign 2022 New Year, New You, and I did an automation on Spark. It's a 10 step automation. I took everybody who was in our prospect email list, our old student email list, our people who came in and tried the free months and didn't come back or didn't complete it. And I untagged them all and I retagged them with this new campaign. There was like 2,800 people. And I've gotten, since it launched was on the 31st, I've gotten eight new trials set up from that campaign of people in my mind that I thought were done. Yep. People that I thought maybe had no interest, maybe changed their mind and got, I did get a lot of people, funny as it may sound, I moved out of the stupid state of New York. I hate it. Take me off your list. Uh, you know, a lot of that. Like I was shocked at how many people moved out of New York. Um, well, not really shocked, but you know, just proof that New York is in trouble. And, uh, but anyway, I, and I'm doing really well with it and I'm only on my second phase. It did one email, one text message and a second email. So I still have like another seven or six or seven steps. Right. That's smart, you know, to always be following up on, on, uh, on those individuals yeah. utilizing, um, uh, the, the holiday or the new year right. to, to do that. I think that that should be done quarterly anyways. Right. Well, here's the thing. One, um, one of my clients uh, that David Nemeroff that I talked to this morning, he had a great question. He's like, well, what if they've already come in and done their free month and they just want to get another free month? Cause that's my campaign, a free month. I'm like, so let's let them have a free month. It's not like we're giving them a new uniform and a free uniform or a free shirt. It's just come in and get the free month. They work out in their sweatpants and their t-shirt. They're not getting anything other than the training. 
So I said, let them come in. Maybe now you have a second chance to convert them. Maybe the first time they had money issues, or maybe it was bad timing because of the holiday, or maybe they were going through something. So I don't care. I want to get them back in. I'll do whatever and anything I can to get people in to fall in love with what we do. You know, right. so, so that's what how you should be thinking. Don't think a lot of school owners think penny wise, dollar foolish at times. You know, they're like, I'm not giving away a free month. You know how much money I'm going to lose? I'm going, how much money are you going to lose if you don't give away a free month and you don't get people in, right? So it's that campaign that seems to be doing well. I'll keep you posted on the results. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, I'll, I'll share it with you. In fact, if you want, I could share the automation with you. And Yeah, uh, if you would. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll get it right now for you and I'll put it in your uh, inbox on uh, the share code on uh, Facebook Messenger. Okay. Yeah, that'd be great. Cool. I appreciate that. Thank you. And then that isn't that neat that, that we can do that with the software and share. Isn't that insane though? Like that you could literally just copy the share code, pop it into your email or whatever. You copy the code and put it in, and you have my exact thing in yours now. And then all you have to do is take out my LI Ninjutsu Center's header and my name, and you already have all the work done for you. And you've shared stuff with me as well. I mean, we could share, uh, you know, not to not to boost spark, you know, but they're just amazing, but you could share checkout pages. You could share automations. So I see that online all the time. People are like, uh, Hey, anyone have a good automation to sell retail, you know? And then if you want to share yours with them, you just give them the code and they could use your, your kind of layout. Yep. It's amazing. Right. So yeah, cool. it's insane. So, so yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. So what else are you doing? Like what else you got? Any ideas, any thoughts? I you I would love to say yes to that question, but I I don't, man. I, uh, I just was really focused on the remodel. Uh -huh. um, I still have the back room until the end of February, and it is so junky. It, there, I got to get another dumpster. What is the back room? Is it uh, just storage and and like retail? Well, well, you know, we took out all those walls, right? right? So there are. We saved all the two by fours that we could, that are sal you know we could salvage. Right. And because those benches that Mr. Bean made, my head instructor, um, those were made out of two by fours, so those are expensive. Oh, cool. That's so, great. Um, we're gonna try to repurpose. As you know, we should probably be able to get at least enough to do two benches. Nice. And then I'll only have to buy you know enough to buy to make a third one. But um, so we've got to go through that. Um, then there's actual um uh what is it um metal studs right right stuff you got to get rid of and so on so i'm going to get all the metal and bring it to belson steel here in town and see what how much money i can get off of that right and then <clears throat> i've got 20 years of learning material yeah all your paperwork and, and oh my gosh books and and so <laughs> Let, I don't know what we're going to do with all of that. I don't have any place to go with that. Can I give you some advice? I literally just did that. I took a school that a building that was 7,000 square foot with 30 years of junk in it. Like I had tax papers from 1991 that I was saving and you're only supposed to save them for like five years or whatever it was. So I literally, it took me months and months and months to, um, uh, shred all my tax documents. I would literally sit there and do a little at a time, put them in a bag. My guy would bring it out to the dumpster. I think that a lot of the stuff we hold on to just for the sake of like, so I, I started taking, like I have hundreds of VHS tapes and I'm like, I either got to transfer them over to CDs or digital, or I just said, you know what? I could probably buy the same thing or get it somewhere. I just started throwing stuff away. Well, but see, so, some of that older uh, Natma stuff, some of the older uh, Maya before it was even Maya. Right. You know, like, there's a lot of learning material. And not to mention courses that I've purchased, not just from, you know, uh, Stephen Oliver or right. or Hafner or, you know, but even uh, individuals in, so he, in the marketing world. Here's the rule of thumb. If you haven't used it in four years, you throw it away. 
It's like I went through my closet and I said, I haven't worn that shirt in five years. I just literally, Nicole, my wife and I went through our closets. We did it last year at this time as well. And we came up with four bags. We just did it again. We have three more bags filled with clothes that I, you know, I've been saving because maybe I'll wear, I don't wear it. Like I don't. So like even the stuff, like you said, you know, I had gone to a seminar and I spoke, I was the one of the keynote speakers along with Bob Alexander at an APS convention. And I bought his full sales set. It was all cassettes sealed up in like this big book that you open up that I had sealed in the plastic because I've been meaning to listen to it. I don't even have a cassette player anymore. So I'm like in the garbage. Like no one even wants the stuff. Like I have, I'm going to get rid of all, I plan on getting rid of every one of my books other than the autographed books I have and giving them away. And I'm going to make floating shelves because I, these books are there just as a trophy. Like I've read them already. Most of my books now are on my iPad or, you know, I read off my telephone. Like I buy digital books. I don't buy hard books anymore. Um, so like, what do we really need? Like maybe give them away, maybe give stuff away, or maybe just maybe assign it to your guy and say, go through this. Let's turn this into something and then get rid of the rest of it. It's hard to, it's hard to part with stuff like that. I know, but it's sometimes you just gotta be like trash, clear up the space. Oh man. Yeah. That's so hard. I know. I know, uh, but you, but you have to ask yourself how long has, and by the way, honestly, I had the same thing. Napma ads with the, the pre-made ads from like what, what year? 1994, five, yeah, whenever yeah. Napma. I'm like, those ads suck. Like they're terrible now. Like, and you look at them, the pictures were bad. The layout was bad. The term, then none of it's relevant anymore. Right. And you know, more than probably the people who wrote it back in the day now. Well, so like, maybe so, but uh, there is a nostalgic thing about it. Yeah. Which sounds stupid. Right. Save some of it, maybe turn it in, take a picture on your phone and put it up on you make it into a mixed tile or you know what i mean like oh yeah yeah you, know, you could do a lot of that stuff i did a you know i saved all my photos but i went through i had thousands boxes of photos of old students i'm like i don't even remember who that kid was you know some of them i i still know and talk to so i took a picture on my phone i sent them a copy when they were a kid now they're an adult um but i got i just purged like i had to put 30 years worth of a six thousand something square foot building into one school that already had 25 years of stuff in it. Right. So I'm like, I moved it all. We had to move it. Literally I had a room that was packed in boxes to the top to bottom. And I had to go through all that stuff. I still, the room is still not done. It's almost a year later and I still have stuff in there that I'm still going through, oh, but 90% wow. of it is, is gone. So anyway, yeah. just to give you a little bit of insight on that too, like I went through it, just went through it. It's hard to, you know, hard to let go, but it's cleansing when you don't have the clutter. Yeah, I would I would venture to say that that's probably right. And when you when you throw it away, two days later, you're not going to remember what you threw away. It's not going to literally change your life because it's not something you're going to be like, damn, where's that ad from 1991 that I saw with the lip? You know, like you don't even remember the stuff well, like or that training program or whatever. Yeah, well, there was a few things that we pulled out and I go, oh, my gosh, that's where that was at. Right, right. I looked for that for a, how long and I couldn't yeah. find it. And I still yeah. obviously moved on, you know. Yeah, I was depressed when I was going through tax papers. I'm going like, man, I've made all this money back then. Like, you know, that's when we were signing up 30 people in a month, 40 people in a month going like it was a different era back then. But, you know, I saved some of the forms and and, and I found questionnaires like when people first joined on their first class that are trained, like Ryan, who runs my school with me now, when he first tried his first class, I found his waiver and liability. So I gave it to him. He's like, oh, cool. Threw it away. He didn't care about it. He's, it meant more to me than it did to him. So I like, I, I just gave it to him. Well, there was, uh, I got, um, where's it at? Oh, uh, here's one right here. Um, I have four different uh, Bruce Lee. Oh, yeah. And they were in my office. Uh-huh. Um, you know, these little. Uh, Weren't they on the wall on the shelf in your sales room there? The, yeah. the meeting room? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, uh, I almost threw them away. And then I thought, well, I could bring them in this office. But now what yeah. are they, what are they here? Yeah, exactly. There, yeah, but still, like certain things could mean something to you, right? Like, but it was a gift. I mean, that's only the real reason that it's, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
Well, I gave, believe it or not, I had a student, his name was Phil. He's part of our group now because he was a young teenager, maybe 13 or 14 when he trained with me. He now runs his own program and he, he trained with me for like six or seven years. And now he's an adult in his forties. So he heard that we were, you know, moving stuff. He goes, uh, I want to buy, I want to buy anything you want to sell me from the old school nostalgia like pieces a piece of wood from the floor or like he was not kidding he just wanted stuff so i said how about i put together good stuff for you that had good memories like a kamidana the japanese little house or some statuaries and a, one of my swords and he's like yeah yeah send it all to me like he just wanted a piece of the old stuff right so like people are out there maybe you could give those away as a prize put them out on the ledge and say listen i'm um you know the person who makes the most classes this month gets to win this first statue, the next month you get the second statue and turn it into something special. Oh, that's a good idea. Right. That's a good idea. Yeah. I'm, I'm filled with ideas today, Dwayne. I'm filled. You, uh, you're, yeah, you definitely I'm on are. Fire. <laughs> you definitely are. So it's, that's good. <sighs> well, anything else we want to cover on our, on our topic? Cause I feel like we jumped around a lot. Yeah. Well, I think that mainly the main thing is how are we going to soar forward this year? Right. So I, I think number one that I had said, definitely set together, put out a campaign and market to all the old students. Right now, you have now until the end of January and February, people are going to be thinking about New Year's resolutions, wanting to get back in. So focus on those old leads, the ones and I'm holding up my quote fingers for those that are listening and not watching um, that are, you know, the dead leads or the cold leads. Right. They're still potential. And the worst thing they could say, please take me off your mailing list. I'm not interested. And then you get to clean up your database. Right. And that way you do that. But there are a lot of people out there that potentially wanted to do it. And for whatever reason, there's a million reasons that they never got around to it. So maybe they will. So go after those, those dead lead pile or that cold lead pile. The other thing too, is I, I really honestly think that you should be thinking about ramping up marketing rather than ramping it down. If times are slow, you need to market more. We use Gus um, Lopez from Lead Hunter Media, and um, he's been doing a great job for us. Um, but leads are a little slow. So maybe if you have a marketer or you're using Gus or um, other people, talk to them. See like what you could tweak, change, adjust, You know, try a new special, try a new, new wording, new terminology, and boom, get out your campaigns because uh, – you know, you want to kill it in 2022. And one thing I think you should do is uh, set out a strategy of lead growth, right? So look at your school realistically. Let's say you have 120 students. Um, by next year, uh, what do you want to have in one year's time? But in four months, what's your goal? 130 students um, by, you know, four and by the, you know, the, the eight week period, eight month period, you know, how many are you going to have and really strategically start working on those things, you know, with some, don't just sit around and wait for things to happen because they never will. You know, we're not that lucky in life, right. you know, you know, you got to make it happen. So how are you going to do that? And the, the four things you should be focused on new students, existing students, upgrades of existing students and retail in your school. And that could kill it for you. I mean, that could be the difference between having a better year than last year. Agreed. And remember when we had Chung on uh, and he, his one thing that stuck in my head pretty damn good. And I went and I, I, I compared was don't compare your stats from last year, 21 to, to 2020, because 2020 was a bad year. 2019 was a year where we didn't have COVID. So compare yourself to the 2019 stats. And um, I actually surpassed my 2019 stats this last year um, because I was very focused on growth, you know, hitting that monthly dollar amount, hitting that monthly signup amount, hitting the monthly upgrade amount, making sure that I was retailing and specializing in sales that were needed for whatever weaponry. Um, and I hope to do that more. I hope to add on 10, 20%, maybe 30 to my bottom line this year again. And, and I guess, you know, the other thing real quick is just remember that there's only a few ways to, uh, to grow your school. Um, and I, but the, the biggest the biggest numbers that you want to be looking at is um, I mean, gross is important, but it's really the net. Yeah. You know, what are you netting? Um, exactly. The end? And so uh, you, you definitely want to do that. But you either sign up more people. Right. Um, get them to buy more. 
Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, more retail, those type of things. Right. Um, and upgrades, that type of mm -hmm. thing as well. But then lastly is, you know, you might need to look at your, your actual prices right? and, and adjust those prices accordingly. Um, and you know, if you're still charging a hundred, 120 bucks a month, uh, you're, you're, unless I guess, unless you're just a hobby person and, the, and this is not a real, real deal for you, you're way underpriced. Right. And by the way, very important to check your retail items because all the shops, Century, Asian, you know, Pro Win, whatever, they've raised their prices and, and some pretty dramatically. So you have to look like I was selling Bokens, the wooden swords, and they were, let's say, I don't know, I'm just throwing out a number. They were like $19 wholesale. Now they're like $29 wholesale. And I was selling them for like $39 retail. So I'm only making nine bucks less shipping. So I had to up some of my prices on my stuff as well. So be aware that the shopping, the retail stuff has to have gone up as well. Um, and uh, but But you know, one other thing we've talked about so much, but is reviewing. Now's a good time to review your expenses. I just did it again and be careful because a lot of them are sneaking in price increases for the new year on you. Like we're talking about doing as well, but they're doing it. Your cable company, your telephone company, your this, your that. So go in there, negotiate, um, find items that you're wasting money on that maybe you could change from paper products to digital, you know, whatever. Um, and even if you save yourself $150, $200 a month, that's $2,500 a year. Yep. It's a lot of money, right? And that's $2,500 in profit a year because that's money that you were expending out. So if you could save whatever you save, find a better way of doing it. Don't be cheap. Don't cut yourself off, you know, but see if there's an alternative. Well, yeah, like uh, the uh, CrossFit studio that's behind me. Um their lease is coming up with regards to uh, their internet. Okay. And I had asked them before about, hey, why don't we just share the same internet? We'll just get a different router for you and I'll, you know, I'll yeah. put the router closer to you. Right. And, uh, you know, but they couldn't do it before because they had a two-year contract. Well, they're coming up right. on their two-year contract. So that will half my um, internet. Yeah, and I got a faster internet right now. So even if they're on it, it's not going to uh, affect it. Yeah, I mean, that's important too. Like I, I didn't realize, but I like even when reviewing my bills that I have like five or six different, I'm looking at my bills right now in the personal debt and I have, um, I have like my monthly bills and I have just alone in Apple services, like mini little $2.99 for this for cloud thing, this thing on auto pay. And I have, with my Prime Video and all that stuff, I have about $476 in incidental charges from Apple. I'm like, what the heck is going on? Like, you know, you don't realize until you put it on a sheet of paper and you go like, if I could do something to condense that down, even if I save myself $300 a month because maybe one thing does the same as the other or I don't really need that. I mean, there's some major, major savings. And if you have money put away, maybe there's some savings by also going, uh, hey, if I pay in full, will you give me a discount? And you pay in full. Like I paid my, they offered me a 25% off pay in full on my alarm system monitoring. So I paid it in full. I ended up saving 25%. It, I, I had the money, might as well save. Well, I did that with uh, Spark for the, uh, um, uh, the Black Friday did you do that with text messaging or the I, whole program? Uh, the whole, well, yeah, I bought a bunch of texts, but, yeah, me too. Uh, but I did, uh, um, the, what was it? The two year, right. Two years in advance and got four months free and also got, uh, I forget how many extra text messages along with it. Awesome. I had yeah. the money. I might as well do it. Makes sense. Right. Because you had it, you used it, but you actually saved. So that's pure profit. And then on my second school, I didn't do that. But I'm if he offers that again this year, I will do that with right second school because then they'll be offset each year. Yep. yep. That's pretty awesome, dude. That's great. Good idea. So people review your processes and, and make sure that you see where you could save because if you save on overhead, that's pure profit into your net. Uh, next week, why don't we I know this is a topic we've talked about before, but I think it is very, very timely with regards to the beginning of the year is um why don't we talk about stats and okay. what stats should be kept, how to keep them, 
um, you know, and then maybe even why they're important. And the only reason I'm bringing that up is because I actually came up with a new stat calculator, if you will, that I'm utilizing okay. every, you know, this year now, because I got two schools. And so I, yeah. I created, you know, a different one than what I've been using in the past and love uh, it. Let's so do it. If you don't mind, let's do that. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. All right. Very cool, man. So, and I know we had a new intro that you made. And you have a new outro to play. So I'm excited I do. to see that. And uh, maybe we'll take one of my recordings from my recording studio and we'll put my music in the back of it. Sounds uh, good. Wouldn't that be fun? But anyway, I love your new intro and your new outro. So the, our program is brand new, cranking with new stuff too. Yeah. And I just want to remind everybody to go to schoolownertalk.com. We had uh, over the break, we had a few uh, people that had opted in to. Yeah. Um, you know, different things. So the martial arts business manifesto, even though that is what, uh, two or three years old, it yeah. is super, super relevant. It has not changed. It's timeless information. Even, um, we had somebody over the break, uh, download our branding, um, uh, booklet too on, on how oh, to brand cool. their school Wow, uh, that we had put together years ago. And, uh, so they did that as well, but you can find all that information at schoolownertalk.com. And if you, uh, have not subscribed to the podcast and get it right delivered to you, uh, go to your, uh, go to your, your favorite podcast, you know, podcasting, uh, service and subscribe. Yeah. And we're at almost 900 members in our group, private members that are pretty active. And we had, what did we, last time you ran the stats, we had 25,000 downloads, of our podcast, uh, you know, that was about two or three months ago. Something like that. Yeah. That's crazy. So yeah, I'm glad that people are using it and taking advantage of it and enjoying it. So that's awesome. All right. Until next week, Dwayne, have a great day. Everybody have an awesome day. And thank you for everything that you guys, uh, you know, you share our stuff and, and you read it and listen to it. We, I appreciate it. And I know Dwayne does too. Absolutely. See you later. Okay. Talk to you soon. Take Thank you for joining us for another episode of Martial Arts School Owner Talk podcast. This would not be possible if it weren't for the support of our amazing sponsors. Please check out Elite Insights for all your website needs. LeadHunterMedia.com, your online digital marketer and content provider. Academy Kings BJJ Growth Consulting and Management Group at GrowMyAcademy.com. SparkMembership.com, hands down the best martial arts software for school owner management on the planet. Get KarateStudents.com, a martial arts growth consulting company for all your systems. Add HealthCoaching.com, helping school owners create a whole other revenue stream for their school. We will see you next time.